You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects, your decorating projects, your maintenance projects, your fix-up projects. We're here to help you with the projects you can't do yourself and the ones you can. We've got some advice to help get you started, whatever the case is, on the right foot. So give us a call, but help yourself first by picking up that phone at 888 888- Money Pit, 888-666-3974. We've got a great hour planned for you. First up, there has been a new survey out from House Beautiful, and they revealed the most popular color for the season. So here's a hint. Contrary to its name, the color is not going to bring you down. In fact, it's making most homeowners very happy. We're going to have the top colors for the different geographic areas of the country in just a bit. And also ahead this hour, now really is the time you should be getting your furnace ready for that winter heating season. We're going to give you some step-by-step info to make sure that your heating system is set for that chilly weather ahead. And if you're thinking about replacement windows, there are many choices when it comes to materials, the most common of which are vinyl and wood. There are benefits to each, and we're going to go through them with you in just a bit. And also this hour, we're giving away a great prize to one lucky caller inner. I know I've made that word up, but I use it. (laughs) Um, We've got the latest This Old House book by Kevin O'Connor, and it includes some really gorgeous pictures of just the best renovations of the last 10 years that they've done on this old house. And the bonus, and this really is the coolest for any home improvement fan out there, the book is signed by every cast member of this old house. So it's priceless, in my opinion. So give us a call right now with your home improvement question. The number is one eight 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 money pit Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Now we've got Bill in Missouri on the line who needs some help choosing a kitchen sink. Tell us what you're working on. Well, I'm having a kind of a tough time trying to decide on these new materials and stuff that they're making the kitchen sinks out of now. Yep. And my wife didn't want a stainless steel sink, and okay. she wanted one that was, you know, colored or white, uh, one that would be easy to keep clean and wouldn't show scratches or cracks or anything like that. Okay. And I was trying to keep away from the cast iron, because that's what we have in there right now. Those things weigh a ton. And they've got some new ones that we were looking at over at the Lowe's store, and it's called a Swanstone, which is a man-made product, and I, I don't know how good those are. I've had some experience with those composite products, and I will say if she's accustomed to a cast iron you know, porcelain sink, she's not going to be happy with a composite sink because they are a lot harder to keep clean. I mean, I've got one that's sort of like the undermount sink that's made of the like sort of one of the Corian wannabe products. And whenever we, you know, put wine in it or tomato sauce or something like that, it does leave a stain and we have to get the Bonami out. 
and sort of scour the bottom to keep it clean. You know, there's there's if you're used to a cast iron sink and that is definitely the easiest one to keep clean, I got to tell you. You know, the one we've got hasn't hasn't been that easy and it, it's it's shown scratch marks, you know, where the pots had uh, scratched it and I you know, I just thought well, you know, we'll just get something easier to clean. Right. But it has a nice smooth cleanable surface that doesn't stain. That's the nice thing about about cast. I was telling Leslie uh, last week on the show that I just replaced a sink for my mom that was an AmeriCast product, an American Standard product, and it was actually covered by a lifetime warranty. So it had started to rust and chip in one corner, and 17 years after she bought it, American Standard gave her a brand new sink. Wow. And it was a cast iron, you know, like a porcelain enameled kind of a sink, and... uh, you know, she had a beige one that we took out, and they gave us a new beige one, almost the same configuration, 17 years later, and popped it back in. Well, I, I want to tell you a thank you for taking my call, and I really enjoy your shows. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit, and good luck with that project. Now we've got Ann in North Carolina on the line who's dealing with a wet crawl space. Tell us what's going on there. Hey, I have a question about uh, my house. Um it's it was built a long time ago and you know of course back then they didn't put a house off the ground and it's very low and i'm just wondering how i can protect it from dampness and rot i don't have a lot of money to work with and i've heard a few things but i'm really not sure what what i can do okay so right now you're on a crawl space and the crawl space is it accessible can you get in there uh, through one small door. Okay, fine. It's not a pleasant project, but it is a, a project that you can do yourself, Anne. So a couple of things. First of all, you want to take steps to reduce the amount of moisture that collects at the outside of the foundation. You do that by making sure you have gutters, the gutters are clean and free-flowing, and dumping water at least four to six feet from the foundation. That's the most single most important thing to do is a good gutter system. Second to that is to make sure the soil around the house slopes away. You don't want soil that's settled and is very flat and holds water against the foundation. You want it to slope away. So you could have some clean fill dirt delivered, very inexpensive, basically just carry, pay for the truck to carry it out there, and then grade that to slope away from the walls on all four sides. Over the fill dirt, you could put some topsoil and some seed or stone or whatever you want to do to control erosion. Then the third thing you do is go in that crawl space and cover all of the open soil with plastic. Get some large rolls of sheet plastic with as few seams as possible. Cover all of the soil with plastic. That stops a lot of the moisture from evaporating up into the air. And those three things together will make a big difference. Do I need a certain thickness? Uh, the thicker the plastic, the better, because it's just it's easier to put down. You end up having to crawl on it, and you won't poke through. Okay. And does it need to be anchored in any way? Nope. You can lay it right over the soil. Really? Uh, yep. I like that. I don't like okay. the tall part. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just a scary under there. Yeah, it's a little, like I said, it's not the most pleasant job, but it's not hard, and you can do it yourself. Get a really good friend to keep you company and do it together. <laughs> One who likes squishing bugs and giving you support. Okay, I appreciate it. That that answers my question. Good luck, Ann. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Pick up the phone and give us a call with your home repair, home improvement, design, decor, fall fix-up, whatever you are working on. We are here to lend you a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Still ahead, a new survey reveals the homeowner's newest favorite color. It's a bit more subdued than the tangerine color that heated up last year. Find out what it is after this. Uh, I'll take a ways to lose money, a thousand. This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. The Money Pit is brought to you by Flood. Know how to open a can of wood stain? If it's flood wood stain, you've already mastered the hardest part. From the first board you brush to the last, flood products make it surprisingly simple to protect and beautify your deck, fence, and more. Find a retailer at flood.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, you might just win a great prize we're giving away because we've got the best homes from this old house. It's the latest This Old House book by Kevin O'Connor. And it's very special because it's autographed by the entire cast. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question at 888-MONEY-PIT. Be a great prize for somebody who's a big TOH fan. Now we're going to North Carolina, where Reba is dealing with a spider problem. What's going on? I have moved into a brand new uh, set of apartments, and there are just spiders everywhere. But they have a lot of mulch around uh, our apartments, and where they've planted new flowers and stuff. But they are some tiny spiders, and uh, that are little black spiders, and then there's brown spiders that are as big as quarters. They're the fastest <laughs> spiders I've ever seen in my life. Oh, boy. And, and the brown spiders that are as big as quarters, they sound like brown recluse spiders, which can bite. So those we don't like at all. Right. <laughs> but I have tried, I bought stuff from Lowe's. I've, I've sprayed all kinds of stuff all inside my house and all around the outside, but they're impossible to get rid of. So I hate to say this, but have you considered hiring a professional? I know you're probably saving some money, but whenever I hear somebody is buying lots and lots of pesticides, spraying it inside the house and spraying it outside the house, I'm kind of of the opinion that by the time you do all that, you've exposed yourself to so much excess pesticide that you would have been better off just having a pro come in because they can buy stuff that you can't buy. Plus, they're specifically trained on where to put the insecticide, how much to put. And also, the insecticides today are very specific, and they remove only the insects that they're supposed to remove, and they don't remove the beneficial insects that you want to leave behind. So if you're having that much of an infestation, I would stop shopping for my own pesticide and call a pro and have them treat the house. And once you get the populations down to where they're manageable, kind of more normal, then you could try to use some of those other products just on a maintenance basis. Does that make sense? It sure does. But here's the, here's the only question. When everybody else is having the same problem and the mulch is all around the whole entire neighborhood, it's just me spraying going to help if it's going to stop it. 
Well, yeah, it'll create sort of a barrier around your place. But let me ask you, is this a apartment you rent, or is this a townhouse? What What's the form? This is like a... Uh, and they've just built this whole neighbor neighborhood of new apartments. There's like 43 apartments. So they're rental apartments. Yes. Okay. So if you get the pet, the exterminator out there and they tell you that you've got something like a brown recluse spider there, and you bring that to the attention of the rental agent, I think you'd give them plenty of reason to treat the whole apartment complex and not you know ignore them until the point where people and kids start getting bitten. Okay. Thank you for your information. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it looks like Americans are true blue. A new survey conducted by House Beautiful Magazines finds that homeowners are partial to blue this season. And the experts say that the reason that blue is a perfect color is because it has a calming and serene influence. It's perfect for bedrooms and for bathrooms. Now, what color came in second? Well, close to blue, green, and it's very soothing as well. The survey was conducted in the spring, and more than 4,000 people took part. House Beautiful also talked to designers and design bloggers to come up with the final results. Mm -hmm. Now, the survey actually also looked at favorite room colors by region. Now, here it goes. Red was voted best color for dining rooms in the mid-Atlantic. Blue was the pick for bedrooms on the West Coast. Yellow got the big thumbs up as the favorite for kitchens in the Midwest. And that's interesting that dining rooms went red and kitchens went yellow. Because I know that ages ago, in sort of a color theory testing, they found that fast food restaurants would always paint themselves red and yellow because they made people feel the most hungry. And I can remember an apartment I had, you know, one of my first apartments, I painted that kitchen like the most delicious shade of tomato red. And all I ever wanted to do was be in there and cook and eat. And it's true. I mean, and it definitely you put on doesn't 10 number. Pounds, right? right. <laughs> Forget about the freshman 15. It was first apartment 20. <laughs> well, if you'd like to check out all the results, you can grab a copy of this month's issue of House Beautiful and check out the first annual House Beautiful Color Report. Wendy in Iowa, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I bought a large commercial building in a historic downtown of Atlantic, Iowa. Oh, it sounds nice. It had it had a roof leak, and we have repaired that. We've put a new roof on, um, but there was a lot of damage to the second story ceiling, which was lath and plaster. Okay. And we want to put a loft, um, a residential loft, up on the upstairs. Okay. Um, we have about fifteen hundred square foot of lath and plaster that needs to come down. So my question is, is there something that's available as an aid to funnel all of that dirt and lath and plaster down off of the ceiling and out to a dumpster? Yeah. Let me give you some suggestions. Having been through this very repair in in my home, which was all lath and plaster, I went about remodeling rooms in different stages. The first time I decided I would take all the lath and plaster out and drywalled right on top of the original studs. And after going through that mess, I decided it wasn't as important as I'd once thought to take the lath and plaster out. And the next time I did it, I simply put a second layer of drywall over the old lath and plaster and screwed through that drywall up into the ceiling joists and the wall and the wall studs to support it. And that was a much neater, much easier way to get a nice clean new ceiling 
without all of the mess and the dust and the dirt and the debris. So is the lath and plaster somewhat intact or is it all loose and falling off? What's the status of it right now? In some places where there was a water leak, um, the plaster wants to fall off, and then in some places it's not so bad. Well, if you were to put four by eight sheets of drywall over that and, and screw the drywall in, it'll probably support any loose uh, lath or plaster that's there. And again, you won't have this big mess of having to tear it all down, which is an awfully big project because it's very heavy. You'll be shoveling it off the floor, putting it in trash cans, carrying those cans down, and you can't even fill up the cans because it's it's too heavy to lift them. So it's a big stinking mess. And if you could uh, apply some drywall to the ceiling as it is now and attach through that drywall into the ceiling joist, it should support the old lath and plaster and give you a nice clean surface uh, to start with. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome, Wendy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY PIT. Brenda in Florida is on the line and needs help with restoring a terrazzo floor. How can we help you? I uh, bought an older home and removed all the carpet and padding. And underneath, to our surprise, was this beautiful, or one time was beautiful, perhaps, terrazzo flooring. Okay. The only problem is it's got these, like, like glue little balls of kind of mushy stuff, and it's all over the flooring, and it's dull, and it... There's uh, also cracks around, mostly around the sliding glass doors leading to the exterior of the home, where it's kind of crumbly in that area. But the rest of the floor, that's a large area, um, probably about 2,400 square feet of flooring throughout the home. So my question is, how do I bring it back to its grandeur? Yeah, well, I will tell you this, it's a lot of work. Getting glue off terrazzo is not a pleasant project. What you need to do is to use an adhesive remover, and you need to try to find one that works. There are a lot of citrus-based products today that are pretty effective. but So you may want to go to a, a good quality hardware store and select two or three different ones and tr- buy small amounts and then try it to see what works the best. But you're going to use this remover and you're going to use a floor scraper and you're going to very carefully soften the glue and then try to scrape it off. And when you find the right combination, that's going to be what you're going to buy more of and and complete the project. After that, once the glue is removed, I would have a professional uh, come in and restore the terrazzo because mm-hmm. it's going to have to be abraded to buff it down to get to the to point where... To repolish it. To repolish it. Yeah. You're going to, definitely going to have to do that. If, if the, re- the polish is still there in the stone itself, or is there a product that I put over it and do it yourself? It probably will not be there because of the the glue being on top of it for so long and what you have to do to get the glue off of it, which may possibly abrade the surface some. So I, I really do think that's best left to a pro. Then what they do is, you know, terrazzo is generally cement and marble, and and there's going to be a polish that they'll put on there that, you know, will possibly need to be redone every, you know, however many years. But it's a maintenance issue. But I would definitely leave that to the pros because they're going to have a more durable product than you can get your hands on. And you're going to need some really heavy-duty tools to polish that yeah. terrazzo if it's been ignored all those years. So I think your job, your part of this is to get the glue off. Once you've got it as clean as you can, then you call in the pro, let them bring in the tools to polish that, which essentially grinds it, 
uh, down to uh, its original form, and then they'll bring it back up again. Oh, my. Okay, well, great, wonderful. Thank you so much. It sounds like a lot of work, but I'm ready to tackle it because I think it'll be beautiful. I think it will. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, wood versus vinyl. It's the battle dome. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But we're talking about really which material will make the best window. We're going to have the answer to that riddle after this. Hi, I'm Norm Abram from This Old House. And when we're working on our projects, we listen to the Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Roxol, manufacturer of fire-resistant, water-repellent, and sound-absorbent home insulation products. Keep your home efficient and comfortable this winter and all year long with Roxol Comfort Bat and Roxol Safe and Sound Insulations. www.diywithroxol.com. Roxol, that's R-O-X-U-L. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Now on the line, we've got Pat in Michigan who's dealing with a problem in a home's addition. Tell us what you're working on. Well, I had added on to my house in 2003. I added on uh, a small room in a garage. And what I've noticed just recently is... Uh, a door that exits this addition that the security door won't close. Okay. And then if I looked into the house, I see where the door is also sagging, and then I see a crack radiating from the corner of the door at the top. So it looks to me like this addition is settling. That side has gone down, which has caused uh, the security door to not close. Now, can you clarify for me, you mentioned the, that this was over a garage? No, no, no. This was in addition to the house, which included a room and a garage. Okay. This room I'm talking about is 10 by 20. Okay. And it's one of the walls, this one wall, which is 10 foot long, and uh, that's where I see the problem. If you look on the outside of the house, it's brick, this addition, and there's nothing noticeable from the outside. No cracks in the brick, no movement of the brick that you can see. You're just seeing it on the inside of the house. I think you should rehang the door at this point. The type of crack that you're mentioning is pretty common because that's the weakest part in the wall frame. And I'd like for you, before we do anything that's too drastic in terms of reinforcing foundations during that kind of a project, we don't we don't know that it's that bad. This might just be some normal settlement. So I'd like to suggest that you pull the door out and rehang it, square it up, and then watch it, see what happens. Okay, appreciate it. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, now it's time for your picture-perfect tip presented by Anderson Windows and Doors. Since fall is here, you might be worried that your leaky, drafty windows might not make it through another winter, or at least not without costing you an arm and a leg in extra energy costs. So if that's the case, you should consider replacing them. And one of the questions that will come up when you do research this project is, should you use wood or vinyl replacement windows? 
That's right. Now, each of them are going to have their own benefits. First up, natural wood. Those windows provide warmth, and they're really gorgeous. Now, natural wood also has a lot of structural stability, and wood is one of the most effective insulators available. But vinyl windows, they've got their benefits as well. They're extremely low maintenance, inside and out, and they offer really the best value for your budget. Now, it's possible to have the best of both worlds if you invest in Anderson 400 series windows, which are wood clad with vinyl exterior, so they're protected from the elements and they never need to be painted. And the 400 series is Anderson's most popular line of windows, and there are so many to choose from. You've got double-hung windows, casement windows, awning windows, gliding windows. You've got the fixed and the specialty shape windows. There's a lot of them. You're definitely going to find the perfect window for your home. You can check out the 400 series for yourself at andersonwindows.com. And you can also visit the Home Depot. They've got a complete selection of Anderson windows, including the 400 series, which is just beautiful. I had a chance to uh, work with that window in a show that we were doing not too long ago. And I got to tell you, it was absolutely beautiful and very, very well built and super energy efficient. All right, next up, we're going to talk foundations with Randy in Idaho. How can we help you today? Well, I'm, I've got a crack in my foundation, and I, I'm wondering if I, what I want to do is a good idea. All right, what's your plan? Well, first of all, um, it's a crack that's about an inch, inch, an inch and a half wide. It's right on the corner, uh, about, oh, four or five inches up from the bottom, of, from the floor of the basement. Okay. And it's, a, and it's buried, you know, there's like several feet of dirt above it, mm-hmm. and the uh, a crack appeared on the floor in the basement and then just dropped down about an inch and a half, and uh, the, the soil from outside was coming in from the outside and moisture and whatnot. This crack is on the basement floor or the basement walls? The wall in the corner. Okay, and you said that the, the crack is an inch and a half wide or it's an inch and a half long? About an inch to an inch and a half wide. Wow, that's a big crack. Eight in- yeah, about well, the floor just dropped a little bit, Man. and then it's about eight inches in either, on either side of the corner. Okay, so the crack formed and the floor dropped. Is that correct? Both of those things happened. Correct. All right. So obviously something got very disturbed under there. I don't know if it was settlement or whatever it was, but it sounds like you lost some soil in there. As a result, you lost the support. A crack that's an inch and a half wide is a very large crack. And typically, it's something that we would recommend you have a professional inspect before you just repair it on your own. But with 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 that as a as as our general advice, what is your plan? Well, I thought that what I'd do is I'd I'd put some blackjack in the very back of it. I dug out as much soil as I could and cleaned it with like a toothbrush or a wire brush. Right. Well, that's that's all. That's all. You're talking about patching the crack. I'm talking about supporting it so it doesn't get any worse. You can fill it you know, five different ways. Uh-huh. What I'm concerned about is making sure that this instability isn't going to continue and get worse and affect the structural integrity of the wall. If you've got a crack that truly opened up an inch and a half, that is a very big crack. I mean, most of the time people talk to us about hairline cracks or cracks that open a quarter of an inch and are very concerned. If you've got a crack that's opened up an inch and a half, that's a huge crack. So here's what I would do. Uh-huh. I would have... Uh, I would consult with a structural engineer, have him inspect your house. Look at the foundation, look at the crack, and then write you a report that gives you step-by-step instructions on what should be done to address this. Either you do the repair yourself or you have an engineer, a, a contractor do it, 
It doesn't matter to me. But what's most important is that you have the structural engineer come back after the repair is done and certify that it was done sufficiently. And the reason you're going to do that is because eventually you're going to want to sell this house. And if you have this repair uh, done under the supervision of an engineer like that, it's sort of like a pedigree that says all is well and will alleviate any fears from a potential home buyer. I see. I see. That's kind of like a cover yourself kind of thing. Absolutely. Yep. And you're going to do it right. And most importantly, since you had the crack form and the floor drop, I'm concerned about what's going on underneath this. That's a very unusual set of circumstances, and it leads me to conclude that there's some instability underneath that corner of the foundation. All right. Well, uh, I think I'll uh, just start nosing around for one. All right, Randy. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still ahead, we've got tips to get your furnace humming for the heating season. Back with more after this. Live in a money pit. Money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch. Professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. We want to know what you're working on because we're always doing something, which means you guys are probably always doing something because, bottom line, don't we all love home improvement? So pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. One lucky, and I mean super lucky, caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win an amazing copy of the best homes from this old house, which is the latest this old house book by our friend Kevin O'Connor. And here's the coolest part that gets me super excited. It's autographed by the entire cast. I mean, that's pretty amazing. If you're a home improvement fan, and I've been watching this old house since, gosh, what did they just celebrate their 35th year? Something like that. Yeah. Not that you're that old. All 35 years. (laughs) I, I, I was two when I started. I'm fully, you know, full disclosure, I'm 37. But I've been watching it my entire life. So I'm truly a home improvement geek. And this is the greatest prize. So give us a call at 888 Money Pit for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, we're about to enter the heating season, which means it's getting cold out, which means the holidays are right around the corner. I just I love this time of year. I absolutely love that first time you turn on the heating system and you smell that heat. Even smell. though it smells a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I really do like it. You know what that is? That's that's all the dust that's burning off from the season before. <laughs> it's the whole year's worth of burnt dust that you're smelling. <laughs> And I, and I really like it. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for a perfume for you for Christmas called Burnt Dust. <laughs> burnt Dust. Enjoy <laughs> it. Here, I got you the scented candle. It's called Burnt Dust. Burnt Dust. <laughs> it's called First Time Heating of the Here, Season. <laughs> it's an interactive gift. All you have to do is sprinkle some dust in and light it. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. You care so much. But seriously, guys, now that you're getting ready to crank up those heating systems, you want to make sure that you change your furnace filter. Make that one of this month's projects. Put it on your September to-do list. And if you do so, it's going to keep your family healthy all winter long. Now, once the cold weather really starts to roll around, nothing is nicer than enjoying that family time. You're going to hang out indoors. You're going to play games. It's going to be really nice and cozy. But the more time that you spend indoors, the more susceptible you're going to be to those indoor allergens, you know, like 
burning dust on the candle that Tom's going to give me for Christmas. <laughs> in fact, you know, some accounts really say that indoor air can be even more polluted than outside air. And I believe it because you're stuck inside with that same air all the time. So to breathe easy and sneeze less, it's really important to change those furnace filters regularly. Now, you might be thinking, where is my furnace filter? You might even be thinking, I have a furnace filter? <laughs> well, the furnace filter is going to be located in the main return grill near the furnace or it's inside the furnace near the blower. When you remove the old filter, you want to replace it with the most efficient model that you can find for your system. The more efficient the furnace filter, the more particulates it will remove from the air. Now, when you install the new filter, you want to make sure the arrow, which indicates the direction of airflow, points towards the blower. The filter really should be changed every month or for a more long-term solution, you could install a whole house air cleaner. And if you've not done it yet, get your heating system serviced now because even though it worked last winter, it may not work as efficiently as it did this winter. So get it clean, get it serviced. This way you make sure it's safe and it's efficient for the long chilly days ahead. All right, Dave in New York is dealing with icicles and does not want them anymore on his roof. <laughs> Tell us about them. But they're so pretty. They are pretty, but they're bad. They're pretty, but they're also dangerous. I got one that hangs on the back. The back I do roof over here. In the wintertime, where I live, the houses are not super close together. There might be 40 feet between us, but okay. the guy's driveway runs right under there. And I had an icicle on there last winter that was about 10 foot long, and I know yeah. it had to be 2 foot thick. And there's another one up in the front of the house. There's a little jut in there, and it gathers there. What is a good way to prevent them from happening? Well, here's the thing. Icicles form when the heat from your house, escapes through your ceiling, gets into the attic, and then melts the snow immediately right above the heated space. So if you improve your insulation in your attic space, and if you improve the ventilation, especially the soffit ventilation, you keep the roof surface at the same temperature as the outside all the time. Hence, you're not going to get any meltdown that's going to go and create an ice dam and form at the roof edge like that. So it really comes down to improving uh, insulation first and then attic ventilation second. And those two things together, Dave, can stop the icicles from forming. But I still think they're pretty. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, a salvage yard find can become the perfect home organizational tool. We'll explain after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America with over a century of making quality, energy-efficient windows, makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with a new 400 series tilt-wash double-hung replacement window. Available at The Home Depot. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, have you ever left your home and wondered if it was safe while you were away? Well, if you install a do-it-yourself security system from Swan, you can be protected. Swan Security is a brand new sponsor of the Money Pit. We are very happy to have them. And they've got cameras, alarms, and monitoring systems that can protect your home and keep you connected 24-7. They've even got apps that run on your smartphone or your tablet. Swan Security systems are affordable, and they are an easy do-it-yourself installation. And I love this. They have lifetime technical support that comes with every product. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're really so excited about partnering up with Swan that they're being just so generous. And Money Pit listeners, you guys, you could win a four-camera Swan security system in Swan's Get Connected, Be Protected sweepstakes. You can enter online at their website at swan.com, and that's S. W-A-N-N.com. And Swan's got a great set of prizes they're giving away every single week. This four-camera system is going out. Also, every week, they're going to be giving away a Wi-Fi network camera and a home wireless alarm system. So that happens every week. And then, uh, stay with us, folks. The grand prize is at the end of the promotion, which goes a total of six weeks. They're going to give away a $5,000 system, which includes an iPad and a brand-new LCD TV. So that is the Get Connected, Be Protected sweepstakes. Enter today at swan.com, S-W-A-N-N.com. Do it now. All right, and head to the Money Pit website to put your question in our community section. And Barbara in Indiana writes, I have a fan in the over-the-stove microwave, and it doesn't vent to the outside. Should it be vented to the outside? If it can be vented to the outside, it should be vented to the outside. Sometimes in certain building configurations, you can't do that. But whenever you have the ability to install a range exhaust fan vented to the outside, you should, because you're much better off taking that hot steam and grease and everything that comes off the stove and dumping it outside than letting it recycle inside your house. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Barbara, if you can't, not the end of the world, just make sure you clean those filters on your specific vent, you know, once in a while, and you'll be happy with that. And once in a while doesn't mean like once a year. Right. Well, now that September is well underway, your desk is probably filling up with paperwork from school activities, kids' birthday parties, and your own to-do list. Keeping all those invites, notes, and projects handy and organized is a challenge. That's why Leslie has a great idea on how to simplify that mess in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You know, I shudder to think of all the paperwork that starts to accumulate in the fall. But get this, a shutter is actually the best solution to the problem. And here is how this project is going to work. It's really cute. It's kind of crafty. You can make it look kind of slick and hip, or you can make it look, you know, kitschy and country. Totally your call. First up, you need to find a small house shutter. And I'm talking about the one with the lattices, the slats. Then you sand it paint it and spray a clear satin or glossy whatever kind of finish you like poly right on top of it then you just hang it upside down so that those spaces between the overlapping slats face up because those are going to be like your crumber bun they're going to catch all those goodies and the paperwork that you've got to store now you can use binder clips to secure those papers invites class photos art projects whatever you've got right to those slats and ta-da you have got the perfect organizational tool now this is going to work great for a card holder around the holidays as well because we all get those christmas cards we want to show them off but where do you put them all and it's really a perfect display for your kids a plus test their artwork 
Plus, it's a fantastic way to recycle a salvage yard find. So definitely get out there and get crafty. That's what the fall is for. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, good fences make great neighbors. And good fencing means less maintenance for you. We're going to teach you about the new trends in vinyl fencing that can make your life so much easier on the next edition of the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Lessa Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.